Hello and a warm welcome back to the TNC podcast, the go-to Norwich City podcast, alongside the scrimmage. Uh, Jack Reeve, Chris Reeve, joined alongside BBC Radio Norfolk's very own Rob Butler. Good to see you, boys. Good How's evening. it going? Always it's good been to a see while. you. Old friends, and uh, I've got the green tea. So not the green and yellow tea, the green tea. Yeah, and you've been training hard, haven't you, Rob, for this for this wrestling malarkey? Well, let's you let's do the gun show. Look, I'm not quite your. Le- oh, <laughs> yeah, that puts me to shame. But no, um, yeah, I, I appreciate you asking me, and um, it's lovely to be here. There's a couple of wrestling questions uh, I've are. seen on the on the on the old Twitter later on I'm as well. I'm looking forward so we'll, to it. Yeah, we'll be getting into. I that didn't realise how. Well, I knew you were heavily involved with the wrestling. I've seen a lot of questions regarding your trainer trainers sneaker collection. Oh, sneaker wow. collection so anything to avoid Norwich City let's talk about <laughs> sneakers wrestling music whatever you want films yeah perfect yeah. so what sh- what we should do before we get into it is explain to the people what's coming in, t- in tonight's episode all positivity there is a lot more positivity <laughs> well, we won, didn't we? We which won. is good we're going to be talking about the last three games of course a win against Stoke Smith subs Todd Cantwell the latest media interview and all sorts. Yeah. Um, I'd like to start, Rob, I think. But it's been a really weird couple of months for Norwich City, I think. And, and I'd say you're the most qualified out of most, you and Chris Gorham, etc. Getting to the heart of fan opinion. Canary Call, of course. We all listen to it. It's why we love it. Um, I guess it's slightly different after Saturday's win. But what is the general sentiment, not only surrounding Dean Smith, but the football club in general at the moment? It's it's weird, Jack. It really is. I mean, you guys would have seen the game on, on Saturday and, you know, lots, everyone watching, as many people as possible would have been there and or watching it or take, listening on the radio or whatever. It felt weird, you know, mm. let's be honest. Norwich won and it was a good performance in the end and it was really sort of against the run of play that Norwich went two up and then from then on it was fine. But I just felt it was a really weird atmosphere. I think the we'll talk about the interview later that Anthony Richards did, the finance director, but that was strange timing for that. Um, some of the stuff he said I don't agree with. I think lots of fans don't agree with it either. I would have liked to have been able to sort of come back at him with some stuff, which is normally what happens when you when you do an interview with, with independent media, but the club have decided not to do that. So it, it's a weird atmosphere. I can understand why people are frustrated at Dean Smith, but I honestly think he's got a bit too much stick really I think you know Dean Smith he's a good manager he's 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 been successful you know for, for large parts of his career um, I don't think he's he's, play, he's getting the players to play to their full potential um, but I, I don't think he's the ultimate problem at Norwich City at the minute I think the club I think there is a disconnect with fans um, I think that the fact that the club are going out of their way to say there isn't probably means that there is a problem and they're trying to they're trying to kind of sort that out but fans just just are a bit like you know Alan Partridge Shug really aren't they? That's that's where they're at. I think. I'm so pleased you've mentioned the atmosphere, Rob. Like, there's no getting away from it this season. It's it's been dire. Everyone's likened the Barclay to to a Morgan. But the more I analyse it, the more I realise that actually I now take the side of the fence of the fans feed off the players, mm. right? I actually don't think it's a 50-50 split anymore. I used to believe it was, and now I don't because. When, and I'm sure we'll talk about Smith subs, Todd Cantwell, Nunes, etc. When those boys came on and they pressed, when Todd pressed, what a difference that made to the atmosphere. And all of a sudden, Carroll Road became what we loved again, right? And so I, I do want to hit out straight away and, and say I think it's absolute nonsense to say, you know, the players look to the fans. No, 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 no. Those players give to the fans always that that is their sole purpose in their position and the same as everyone at the club so i agree with the atmosphere point rob it was it was still and sterile and and actually soulless actually yeah, that, that, so, i'm not having a go at the fans for no that. but, it, but it just why. is yeah why, oh i can know. rob it's no wonder because they received a, a hot cow prod by way of that interview beforehand and we were, we were all waiting for it to well, go I, wrong I weren't we the interesting thing with you know the the certain people's comments surrounding fan sentiment at the moment and, and, and maybe criticising atmosphere. The club have done nothing in, in order to help. I mean, we saw with the drummer on his scaffolding. I mean, they could have quite easily found a position within the crowd, could have helped more with flags. I think the club could have done more in order to support you know, an upbeat atmosphere. I, I disagree. I disagree. I, th- I think that, yes, the drum position was very tin pot and didn't work, 
but they tried it and they clearly they put out that survey people said they wanted a drum but not next to them they tried something they've got the light show i felt that actually it did liven it up a little bit before the game personally but i just think it's all about what we see on the pitch jack so i i think the club have actually tried to do some bits with the atmosphere this season don't get me wrong it's poor they're not they're they're not working with um uh, with, with the flags again i think that's disappointing um, we yeah, won't start Rob on on the drum situation. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, you Are know you really me well, Jack. I've known you a long time. I'm not anti drum actually. No, I, I know Jack knows where he's going with that, and that that's good good journalism there, Jack. I'm trying to wind but, you up. Welcome no, to my not, world. He's not. <laughs> but no, the, the thing with the drum is is you know ultimately I I find drums quite annoying. But actually, I can change my mind and say. It's been great when it's been at the away games, Blackpool away. We were right beside it, um, myself, Chris, and Rivo. It was great. It was awesome, honestly. And and I, I've spoke to the chaps at, at City Elite, and, and I think they do a great job. They're they really do. trying to invigorate the, the 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 fans and what have you. And and I I thought it was great. So it it doesn't matter what I think. If it makes the atmosphere better, it's good. I think the the thing on the plinth. I don't. Yeah, I just didn't get that. I thought that you want the City Elite people doing it. They're the ones who put the time and effort into it. Let them do it. There's obviously a reason why not, and it might be a safety reason or whatever. But away from home, it's been a complete success. I think they're at Rotherham as well, aren't they? I think they are. Yeah, they yeah, are. We were offered a space on the minibus and thought yeah. <laughs> you'd have a, a few ten-hour round trip sure with, with a drum. Yeah, not sure may have been annoying. <laughs> but they're good. You know, as, as I say, I've spoken to a couple of them and I've seen them, and they are true Norwich fans. And what I like about them is it is a bit of the younger element, yeah. which is what we want. We need yes. those young fans coming through. We need yes. them to be really noisy and yes. positive. And that's what they are. So you know that was that was us. Well, it was you five years ago, me fifteen years ago. You know, <laughs> I mean, so. I'm never going to wear out of it, Rob. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess the thing around Dean Smith and playing styles, etc., is very much opinion based. You can sit one side of the fence or the other. I guess but you can be in the middle as well. Yeah. You can be in the middle, and that's kind of where and, I am. And you can change your mind as well, which people have forgotten on social media. You are actually allowed to do. You that. can't change your mind on social media, Chris. What are you talking but about? But what I was going to say is something that is a fact. I guess is Ooh. is media relationships with the football club like I think Michael Bailey said on The Athletic the other week is to a point fans don't really care but I think what they do care about is like you said earlier are people at the football club being questioned are they being held to account you work for the BBC your relationship with the football club I guess alongside the guys at the EDP the Pink and the Athletic are very similar what has your relationship been like with the football club this season in particular? I mean, it hasn't really changed, to be honest, Jack. I mean, we, we haven't directly been told anything different. We, we've got a, a three-year commentary deal with them, you know, so we, we turn up every week do the commentary. We've had no issues there. Um, we, we turn up, and despite what people have said, you know, they I'm pretty sure they're contracted to certainly do post-match interviews. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a legal eagle, but I'm, I'm pretty sure they have to do something pre-match as well. So this is something that all clubs do. We obviously turn up to Coney. Um, we, we, we then speak to them after, either... Chris or Phil, whoever's done the commentary, will go down and, and speak to them, and that, that's all fine. Um, we haven't directly been told that we've done anything wrong. You know, we 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 we've seen what other people have said. Um, the, the relationships, as it was, really, we're, we're not ringing them up every day. Um, you know, it's maybe a bit different for us because we've got Kings Lynn to cover and fifty other sport sports to do, speedway, such as you know, when you were at the BBC. So it's yeah. So it hasn't really changed for us. I, I've I've obviously Connor Paddy. You know, Dave Freezer, Sam, and Adam, and all the people at Pete, they're all my friends. I get on with them. Bailey's my friend. So, you know, we, we speak to each other. But as far as I'm concerned, we're just doing what we do and, and, it, and it's fine. But um, I think the fact that we obviously asked to speak to Stuart Weber and that wasn't, that wasn't um, accommodated. And I think so that's you a shame. refused that. Well, yeah, refuse is, is the word, I guess. We, we asked it, but that, so was everyone else, by all accounts. All we would have seen mm -hmm. in the interview, he, it was done with the club. Um, Alice Piper, who again, brilliant operator and someone we know yep. well. Her, her dad, Kevin, you know, big part of my career, getting me where I am today. Legend. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I've got nothing but respect for Alice. I think she's an excellent journalist. But you're still, that's still a, 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 an interview that's edited by the club. It's made yeah. shiny by the club. You, you can take which bits you want. So that's why it's not about BBC. It's not about the pink, and it's not about Talk Norwich City. It's about the fans getting someone independent to ask questions. And even if that is just fans, that's gr that's great. But I don't think it's very healthy to have that situation where you know the, the powers that be can't speak to an independent person to get those those things, those do, thoughts. Do you know the thing that I've I've cherry picked from that, Rob, which has really pissed me off actually? Which is are this, we allowed to swear? Absolutely, I'm not going to swear. This isn't the BBC. Lowest, lowest um, form of you're the professional. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, that's me all over. 
this, is swear this, has, this has pissed me off, right? Is that all of a sudden people are saying this terminology, all clubs this, all clubs that, everyone else does this. We're not everyone else. We're fucking Norwich City Football Club. We're meant to be a family, community football club. We're not everyone else. Just because we've regressed on and off the pitch, why do we need to be start saying that, oh, all clubs do it? No, 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 no. We're not all clubs. We're Norwich City Football Club. Yeah. And we've got to do things differently. We've got to. And so I think that, that that comment that started to come into a few things recently, I, I really disagree with that. I think it's a massive shame. And again, to use that word, I think it's soulless. I think uh, I think the reason I asked that question, Robert, you did a brilliant Twitter thread on um, Richard's, the, the finance director's interview that I'm sure most people have watched. Um, there was a quote in there that I think piqued a lot of people's interest of a, a break in trust. I think that that's what, what he said with local media. So obviously something's happened to annoy them. Do you know what it is or, or I, I, why they feel we, that way? We have not been officially told. I think lots of people can make their own minds up because of what other media outlets have done. And that's not me attacking them because, as I say, they're my friends, they're my colleagues, mm. they're people I see every week. Um, but it wouldn't be fair on me to, to talk about what they've done. Um, I think, you know, I'm a big fan of the Pink and Podcast as I know you two boys are, and I think they've, they've absolutely nailed it this week. I think Paddy Davitt, who great journalist, has, has had his say on it. So, I, you know, there's a plug. You've plugged the screws, you've plugged to us, <laughs> listen to the podcast. We're all, we're all in it together, you know, so we're all friends. We all want each other to be successful. So mm. that, that they talk about it. Um, we haven't been told what the breach of trust is. As, as, as far as we're aware, it's nothing we've done. Mm. Um, and I think that's where it's a bit frustrating is that, you know, we keep, we're lumped in as local media, which is fine, you know, because we are the local media. But um, I think all of us are, are kind of, I'm not going to say suffering because we're not. We're still doing what we do. We're still commentating on games. We're still doing the scrimmage. We're still doing phone-ins and what have you. Um, but it, we don't want to be, you know, we want to be friends with them, obviously. I, 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 yeah, I agree with all that, Rob. I think the problem, as you've already touched upon there, is that when when everything is coming through club channels, they can never get away from the fact that it's from them, whether you think it's polished or not, or even if they keep it raw or not, whatever. I think by not using local media fans are not going to believe it as much because they're just going to assume that it is polished that's the magic of using local media so it do you know what it's almost like at the moment rob it's almost like well we've got we've got josh Sargent and timmy pookie right we know that they can deliver but instead we're going to play i don't know sarah up top with i don't know um Big bad Barden up beside him. Like it's just dark. Big bad Barden. It's just dark. Like play yeah. as strikers, man. Like yeah. give. Like there is a disconnect, but it doesn't take a brain surgeon to work out that a big reason why the fans aren't rallying as much. Key key term there <clears throat> is because they don't. They don't know. They don't know these players as well. They don't. They're not connecting with them. They just see them as a bunch of players that have been relegated. And, and, and that that's all they know. And, I, and so I think I think the club are fools for not working with the local media. I really do. Well, I think it's I think it's a real shame that a petty argument has got to this point where there hasn't been a critical conversation that says, God, you know what, guys? Yeah, we actually do need you. Yeah, I think it's an interesting point. I, I think it's it's been like that for a long time though. This isn't just this regime. I mean, I've been doing. I started Anglia Telly covering yeah. Norwich City yeah, years yeah, and years ago fair. with Kevin and the, and the great team there. You know and. It was always like you're not going to get you know whoever it was Leon McKenzie coming sitting on Anglia tonight as a guest or you know it was really hard to get we used to do a program called Anglia Soccer Night it was really hard to get you know current players in I remember once um, I went up to Coney and they let me speak to Dean Ashton and I did a sort of cheesy thing like would you prefer Chinese or curry or you know <laughs> curry both curry <laughs> or Dino, love, it. love it. it well great bloke we all know that but Eastenders or Corrie yeah. and of course Corrie she's from up north so. <laughs> yeah. and, it, and, and that was because it was very much the soccer AM way of doing things yeah. and we tried stuff, different stuff and that was that was facilitated at the time but it, it took a long time to get sorted mm. you know so that was my sort of first one of my first experiences of sort of speaking to a current Norwich player and I was really excited and Dino is brilliant and he still is he's a great man um, but you know so I don't think it's ever been that easy to get you've done well to get players sitting in these seats you know that's incredible you know you have Anel doing stuff with you mm. and you know and other people Angus and, and all that you know you've even had Stuart Webber sat here mm. to be fair so well, you I, know. I, I, was, I was about to mention Stuart we'll, we'll get on to on the pitch stuff in a moment 
I think the the reason people loved Stuart at, at the beginning, and maybe that sentiment has changed, is not only on the pitch success, and we saw the the brilliant recruitment of everyone did, Timmy Puki, etc. But there was a a clarity and a and a, a, a the communication seemed very clear. We knew what was going on at all times, and that seems to have changed. And the thing I was surprised about the Anthony Richards um, interview. Well, I, 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 Rickins or Richards? What do you think? Big Anthony, I'll call him. The accountant. I was surprised that the, the, the finance director was communicating what were essentially messages that a CEO would would other, otherwise communicate. So, we, we, were you surprised to see the person that communicated it doing that? And if so, why was he doing it? Well, yeah, I was. I tweeted it, you know. Yeah. So it, I, I was surprised. Um, I think I think it, it's not really. F- well, I'd say this now. I said it on Canary Court. I don't think football matters should be answered or, or addressed by. A finance guy. Mm. I mean, it's just, it makes no sense. You know, mm. you need to speak to the football guy, and the top football guy at the club is Stuart Webber. You know, Dino speaks to us every week, twice sometimes, because we do post match, pre match. Um, you know, he, he has his say, um, you know, so, and he's always very fair with fans. I think he understands that you, you've got to be careful. You don't want to be, you don't, you don't want to go too hard on fans because, you know, we're a precious bunch sometimes. We, we don't want to be, we don't want people to think we're not doing our bit because we all think we are. Um, I was really surprised. To be fair to Anthony Richens, you know, he, he has put his head above the parapet. The questions that they put to him, despite being cherry-picked, were quite strong, some of them, about yeah. the local media. Yeah, and, and quite a lot of the time he says, in my opinion. You know, so it's not the board's opinion yeah, or the yeah, club's yeah. opinion. Yeah, that's fair. But I'm sorry, but you're, you're a finance director. And, and I've, I've interviewed Anthony myself during some, some AGM figures that we did and you know, mm. really good bloke to deal with and, and was really friendly and what have you so no, no nothing personal here but I don't Agreed. think we need Agreed. to hear in my opinion from a finance director it's like well That's is that a club's opinion him. or is it your opinion well if it's your opinion unfortunately people are watching this video mm. on the Norwich City website so they're going to be like that's the club's opinion. So there you go. So I, I've spoken to a representative from the club about this, and they're saying, well, actually, all of the other inside videos, everyone answered everything about anything. And that's that's sort of like what their line is on it, right? But for me, I think it would actually be better content if they kept the line of questioning about their specific mm. role, department, and um, function within the North City Football Club engine, if you will, and let's go, let's go deeper, and let's actually understand so much more insight or and detail into that area. So, I think I think it was it was it was brave. I also want to echo Rob's thoughts. It's not personal to Anthony. I thought ninety five percent of the interview it's interesting, yeah. was was really actually good. interesting. It was insightful, and please did yes. Don't get me wrong. There was a couple of questions which he had to politely dodge, which is understandable. But at least, as you said, he put his head above the parapet. Because obviously Weber doesn't want to come on camera at the moment for whatever reasons you. Well, we you, don't. You we don't know that though, do we? Well, we can assume, but but, but he, he wasn't there in, but, in that moment. But it's just it's such a shame. I do. I actually feel for Anthony because I almost feel like he's been. I just, I just don't understand why why he. The timing why was he interesting. I'd say the timing was really interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah. Away from that, and to flip things slightly, I, I I've had to pinch myself a few times this season because I've been. More positive than usual, and usually I'm the more the than one me. In fact, it's slightly negative. Norwich City are in the playoffs at the moment. If we beat QPR on Wednesday, we leapfrog them, and QPR are being lauded as a, as a really well-run club this season with the forward-thinking manager playing nice football. Norwich City are still in an okay position. So, what? Why do you think, Rob, that things have turned? I would describe toxic because we saw on Saturday Kieran Dow was was cheered off when he was yeah, when he was booed. A bit harsh. But it happened from a, a large section of Norwich fans. Mm-hmm. The substitution of Onel Hernandez going off was booed. Yeah, there was chance of you don't know what you're doing towards um, Dean Smith. And we won three net, three and, one. and we won yeah. three one. So why? How have we got to that position despite mm. having had a nine game winning run, despite being in the playoffs, despite being within t- touching Bec- distance of the automatic? Because there's a disconnect with the fans. But, but why? Well, and how has that come about? It's been so a long. Rob, there's no disconnect. What are you on about? Well, there's no disconnect. <laughs> So figure of your imagination. The, the, for whatever reason, and you know, I'll, I'll try and answer that question. Yeah. You have to, you know, De- I'm not saying that anyone who thinks Dean Smith should be sacked is wrong. I'm not saying that I think he should be sacked. I'm not th- saying I think he should get a 10-year contract. I'm saying that I don't think Dean Smith 
is doing a bad job. I don't think he's doing a great job. I think, you know, if we were doing a great job, we'd be top of the league and we'd look like certainties to go up. Mm -hmm. It's easy just to keep going, sack the manager, sack the manager, sack the manager. What people need to do is look at the bigger picture. We can't, Norwich can't compete in the Premier League. That's clear. Mark Atanasio's come in and put 10 million into the board and he's now on the board of directors. That's exciting for Norwich fans. So that's where we're at. So there's something. There's something they can go, right, it doesn't mean Delia and Michael are going to sell up and mm -hmm. lots of people don't want that. It means that Atanasio's there. He's clearly come here for a reason. I think. I, I just think that the, the disconnect is that Dean Smith had a pretty terrible time after he took over from Daniel Farker. That can't be forgotten. You know, Farker was sacked. Everyone loved Daniel Farker. He did a brilliant job. Two titles. But actually, in the Premier League, we were rubbish. He couldn't, he couldn't, it didn't work for him in the Premier League. And everyone likes Daniel Farker. I, was, I watched Borussia Mönchengladbach at the weekend. Nice against to him say it rather than yeah, us for once. Exactly. And uh, they were playing Union Berlin, which, you know, and Dan O'Hagan, our friend, was commentating. They're top, and, aren't they? Berlin? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, they're a good side. And they beat them in the end, but Mönchengladbach took the lead. But, you know, seeing Daniel on the touch, I was a bit like, oh, there he is in his Parker, mm. and God bless him, we all miss him. But in the Premier League, it didn't work. So Stuart Webber was right to get rid of him, I think. And as much as I love Daniel Farker, that was the right decision. The, the fact that Dean Smith became available the next day <laughs> made fans think, well, hang on a minute, there's not mm. really a master plan here. Mm. And maybe there was, so let's not, I mean, Stuart can't speak for himself, so let's just assume that. Yep. So the next day he becomes available. Everyone's a bit like, oh, I quite fancied Frank Lampard. That would have been exciting. And all yeah, right. Who would think, well, who would say that on national media well, as well? Well, you know, be me and Chris, I'll be honest, and we probably said it on air, me and Chris were quite excited coming back. You know, we're thinking on the way back from Brentford, we're thinking, oh, Frank Lampard, this would be good. get to speak to Frank Lampard everywhere. That would be cool. <laughs> can't believe Lampard. he got excited about that. <laughs> but anyway, it didn't work out, and he's, he's at Everton, and he's still at Everton, and they're doing all right, to be fair. But I don't think he probably would have the right fit. But Dean Smith had that whole. Premier League campaign, rest of the Premier League from from whatever it was, November onwards, yeah. and it was it was terrible. You know, it was terrible. We we played well for probably about an hour in total in that whole time. <laughs> so everyone, and this is where I've kind of gone right. Let's start afresh from the summer. Yeah. And here we are. We've done all right. We went on that run, like you said. We were top of the league for a little yeah. while, and all right, we've come unstuck the last few weeks. But actually, I accept that people are saying, "Hang on a minute, Rob, that was terrible in the in the Premier League. Why do you think this manager is going to suddenly turn it around?" He said the other week, and or might have been last week in the press conference, I always leave a club better off than where I than where I started. Well, he's going to have to leave us in 17th in the Premier League because he started mm. with us in the bottom three. I think we were in the bottom yeah. three. We probably were, weren't we? And that's a big shout. And I just think when a manager says stuff like that, where you think, well, that's a long way off, mm. is he starting to unravel a little bit? I don't know. I just, but that's where the, I think that's where the fans are coming from. Yeah. And I can only speak for what no, I think. No, I completely... I, I think the thing I've noticed over maybe the last three or four years, and probably since Daniel Farker and the start of Stuart Webber, is like, is there now an expectation from football fans to be communicated everything going on with their football club? Because I think when we were under Worthington and Lambert and etc., and maybe we were doing well or we weren't doing well, but there wasn't always an expectation from fans to know everything. But and now that buzzword is kind of disconnect, and I'm like, how is that? Is it is it solely a playing style thing? Is it solely mm. a manager thing? Is it the fact that we're not hearing as much from? Do you think there's a disconnect? Well, let's ask both. Do you think there's a disconnect? I, just, I think. What? Why are you dodging that? There's a fucking disconnect, I, I, man. But I don't know. I think if you look at other Championship clubs, I think twenty-one of the twenty-four clubs would take the position that Norwich City are in. For sure. So I think we're very insular. Yeah. We're not looking out. We've had it really good for the last decade. I love that from and you. And the first season where we're oh, we're sixth instead of first. We're kind of throwing the toys out of the pram mm. a little bit. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. we've had it we're really good. We're quite needy, us football fans, aren't we? We are. We're, we're needy, and, and, and we've got a right to be needy because we pay a lot yeah. of money to watch our Correct. football club play. Absolutely. But what I'm saying is, is like, I don't think it's as bad as people are making out at the moment. But, 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 but do you think, Jack, it's the fact that Norwich City have held on to this hope of this self-funded fairy tale? Well, I think right? you're. <coughs> I think you're right, and I think Rob makes a good point. Is like. I think the I think the big thing is 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 you said it there we can't compete in the Premier League and that's that's bang on we can't with the current ownership so we the, if we go down we have to have an amazing season playing flash football because we know when we go back up we're not going to but stay up. we were told that it is that it was possible that we could do it and we lived this narrative of ignore the noise and you know we, we were going to do it our way and stuff and so it's it, it, I think. 
Norwich City fans are realising this way. I, th I think Norwich have had their wake up call and we've all realised, oh shit, we are actually involved in modern football now. Mm. Big Premier League money, huge gap between Premier League and Championship. The fact that we can't compete, even if, bless him, Big Mark put, puts, his, puts his 10 million quid in, it barely touches the sides. And I think that helps. But is that a Norwich City problem? Or no, is that no, a, is no. It's a football problem. But, we can't, so but you can't, we're in it, aren't we? Yeah. So, and so that's, that's the why, and that's why, the, the Dean Smith thing challenges me, and I've not spoken out about this yet, because people tweet me all the time, you Smith in, Smith out, blah, blah, blah. Just be in the what, middle, mate. What, 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 well, actually, I'm okay with that. You can because be. I don't be black think... or white, it can be grey, it's fine. I, yeah, Look I'm at my beard, grey. it's grey. Yeah, and it looks really sexy as well. <laughs> mate. Dean Smith isn't the silver bullet solution. If you sack Dean Smith, we're not going to start smashing the league again. Don't get me wrong, you bring someone else new in, you might galvanise the troops a wee bit, they might play some good ball, but... It's not, I, don't, I personally have the faith that it, that, that it won't last because of this current feeling and setup that we're in, both in terms of the club yeah. and the players that we've got and, and, and the era that we're in. And that's why I'm so excited about Big Mark coming, because I genuinely think that he is the breath of fresh air that this football club needs, doing things differently, fresh optimism and ambition and obviously cash to help support us buy some yeah, players. I, yeah, right? it's not... but. I don't think Norwich fans, I mean, again, I'm, I'm going to speak for me as a Norwich fan, but I don't think Norwich fans are saying they want, you know, 600 million. They don't want no. They don't want to go silly and just yeah. get all in kinds of trouble and just have a fly-by-night come in. Not clearly, in Forest. Cl well, clearly Mark Atanasio is a decent bloke. He's done a great job with the Milwaukee Brewers. You know, they're a proper community club themselves. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a sort of you know, blue-collar part of America. You know, it's not the biggest city. It's not the most glamorous city. It's a nice city like Norwich. So he's obviously got experience of that. So he's obviously, he's not here for fun. He's obviously thinking, yeah. right, long term, yeah. I think I can help Norwich City. And that, that should be exciting. But we're not saying we need 600 million. We might need yeah. 100 million on top of the Premier League money if we do manage to get up in the next couple of years. But we've got, mm. what is it, nine players out of contracts in the next summer. So if Norwich, if Norwich do go up, and I, I think it's, it's going to be tough, but if they do go up mm. this season via the playoffs mm. or automatically... You're gonna lose. You could lose nine players, you know, and then you've got to bring those nine replacements in, and they've still got to be better than the people they've replaced by a long way, because that squad couldn't keep us up. Not not anywhere near good enough. Not anywhere near good enough. M what miles off? Mm. So I think that's where you have to have. And again, people, I can see the comments now on YouTube going, "What are you boys talking about with Dean Smith?" Because there's so many people have got such a thing against him. I don't blame them though. No, because I don't of, blame him, and that's their opinion. Seen, yeah. But the, the point is, is that he. He's got what he's got, and and yes. I've seen lots of people say, "Oh, this squad is, is you know, it should be top of the league. This is a great squad. There's some great players in there, but there's still a little bit missing, I think. You know, and that's the problem. And certainly in the Premier League, there will be. And Rob, something that you've brought up, which barely anyone is talking about. Michael Bailey did a great article in the Athletic on this. Nine players out of contract. Surely that's got to be affecting things. Like I'm not saying the players are going to be unprofessional no, no, or they're going to know, run thinking. down their contracts, but they're going to be thinking, "What's my future? Am I in at Norwich City Football Club, or am mm. I going elsewhere?" And and I think that's a very turbulent, very emotional place to be. You want to be stable. You want to know, right? This is where I am. This is what I'm doing. And I think, I think where we're at, boys. I think we're at the end of a cycle. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're at the end of a cycle. Yeah. But I just, I, I do believe that. Just sacking Dean Smith is not going to solve it. Whilst we've still got Weber ninety percent in, ten percent up mountains. Neil Adams in transition. Well, that's the truth, though, isn't it? I'm not here to stick up for Stuart Weber, but I, I do, I do think the, you know, the the ninety percent thing. It, it's sort of fans have jumped on it, and I can understand why. But I mean, it, it's kind of, you know, he was saying ninety percent of his life, he de he, he dedicates to Norwich City and. That other ten percent is is for for his own time, but I also think, you know, we, we understand he spoke to Chelsea, so there's obviously that thing. I mean, if he if he had gone to Chelsea, they're not going to say, well, I don't think they would. Yeah, you're right. You can have a month off to go and climb a mountain for charity. Would they? Probably not. So where, you know, we we need to hear from him to hear that is he does he want to be here for the long term? Is it just for the next few months? Or you know, apparently they've, they've persuaded him to stay, Dealer and Michael. So. That's where it comes from, I think, the uncertainty, you know. And yeah, and see, that's the thing, right? Is that if the club aren't giving anything, then we're gonna we're gonna question things. And like, I want to stick up for Weber, 
I want to. He's done so much good for this football club. But at the moment, I'm like, we don't... I really respect him so much. Like he's messaged me multiple occasions. He's helped me arrange things. He's come on the podcast. He's he's done so much for the football club. Uh, you know, but I, I just we we need to hear from him. And um, you can't you can't have a situation where Delia and Michael, who who do think with their heart, which I think is something we should admire in yes, a way, but also yes. something we should be, you know, perhaps as fans be a little bit more. Oh, hang on a minute, don't yeah. always use your heart, use your head sometimes. Mm-hmm. So they've given him the control of the club. And in terms of football side of things, and they obviously think he's amazing, and you know he's done a good job, and that's what they think. So they're they're giving a lot of trust to him to say, look, if you want to go off and do this thing in in during the World Cup or whatever it is, whenever it is, that's fine. We trust him because we really respect you. Yeah. But actually, if we lose every game now until you know that I think Middlesbrough's the last game before the World Cup, if we lose all them games. There probably will be a decision to make because you know, and that's the perfect time to do it is during yeah. a World Cup break. But if if Stuart Webb is not here, does Neil make that decision? Do the board make that decision? Do Delia and Michael make that decision? So I can't, you can't see them making that decision. No, I right. don't think they will. But I'm just saying, if if that's you need the situation, to have a situation yeah, in order to make you, a decision, you can't. Yeah. I'll always say this. I remember a very well-known director of football that I know and he used to work over Angle. I won't name him but he's a local and he's a larger than life personality and he was wanted for a reality show you probably figure out who he is yeah. he, wanted, he was wanted for a reality I show that guess. went out at Christmas and he said there's no way I would do that because the fans would kill me mm. he said if I'm on the telly at Christmas and we've got January coming up and there's transfers to come in and I've got to bring people in and let people go I just wouldn't do it mm. I'm not saying that, 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 that Stuart Webber's going on a reality show I'm just saying that these are important times for Norwich City, and it's not his fault. It's been agreed that he yeah. can do this, but that's uh, fans will say, "Hang on a minute, if we lose the, which I hope we don't, of course, and I don't think we will, but if we do lose the next four or five games, whatever it is, if there's a decision that needs to be made and he's not mm-hmm. here, then what happens?" I think it'll be very interesting now that we've got a Taniazo here, who's a multi-million-pound businessman in a cutthroat industry. I can't imagine him being as as, as open to requests that, that, that maybe no. Stuart's requested. Anyway, positives. Norwich City won on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. let's and get positive. Some, Come on. some really nice moments in there. Um, Todd Cantwell, Rob, came on, what was it, 68 minutes. By the 70th minute, we scored a second and we're soon out of sight. Are we just going to skip the whole of that, that really shit? Yes, right, okay. Because yeah, um, that, yeah. <laughs> that was turgid. I know people will be watching... That was turgid. It was. It was. Come on, come on. Let's, Can we do let's... the positive first? No, 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 no. Because pe- <laughs> no, because people are negative at the moment. We have to accept. Yeah. Yes, we yeah, were you buzzing. Don't, you don't, if you if you want if Jack wants to be positive, we should be positive. I've got to bring him back down to earth again for the people because I want to be positive, but I want to back up the people that aren't liking this football, Jack. Okay, go on then. I just think it still wasn't good enough for the majority of the game. I'm not saying it was. But we won. Okay, I'm, saying I'm just making sure. Todd, I'm, I'm trying to highlight Todd Cantwell. Mate, here. I'm on your team here. Todd Cantwell is a man in that nine who's out of contract this summer. Yeah. There was a very interesting tweet from yep. him after the game. that said, um, I can't remember it word for word, I'll give everything with this football yeah, club. And whatever try happens every week. thing. Yeah. So he knows his situation. He knows yep. um, that you know his future could change. But the performance we saw from him effort-wise, that was the thing I was most impressed with when he first came on. There was a, a real intensity that got the crowd up. He was down there, us where we sit in the Barclay, really the away digging fans, in, yeah. um, and, and that was pleasing. And then the, that defence-splitting pass that we just haven't seen all season. Superb. That was a moment where you go, okay, we've just brought on Cantwell, Nunes and Sarah. What a bench. Suddenly you're going, mm, okay, agreed. like if we can start to harness some of this talent, we've got a chance here. I'm Todd Cantwell's big. Well, you're Todd Cantwell's biggest fan. You're probably joint top, and I'm I'm joint. I'm we're all we're yeah. all joint. We're all on the podium. Fans. So don't yeah. don't think we're just fanboys for Todd Cantwell. But I think he's a brilliant footballer. I think he's a brilliant young man. He's from Norfolk. You love his hair. I love his hair. You know what he did over Christmas that time a couple of years ago just shows what kind of guy he is. Yeah. I'm not I'm not his manager or agent or his PR, but I just think Todd Cantwell's an excellent player, and I'm really sad that we've got to the point where we had to loan him out. Um, there yeah, was obviously something went on, you know, and and we went. He went to Bournemouth, who are a much much smaller club than Norwich City, and and we should not be loaning for? players. What are you laughing for? They are. I love it. Yeah. yeah you, two sit, you two sitting next to each yeah, other. Good. Aren't good. About good. time that someone was on this podcast with a bit of passion about him. <laughs> yeah, but good. come on, Bournemouth. They good. got Eleven thousand yeah, crowds. I love I mean, that from well, you, Rob Butler. 
come on. Absolutely superb. No disrespect to Bournemouth, but no, come on. No disrespect mean, to Bournemouth. We should Bournemouth. not be loading our best players to Bournemouth. No, not, and that's not because we, this is where the, the pyramid was. When I was a kid, which was before you lot were born, Bournemouth were like Sherpa Van Trophy winners. You yeah, know, that's what they, they were doing. It's because that's what they are. You don't even know what when the Sherpa Van Trophy no, is, do you? When Google. you are in the away stand and you're looking to your left, I kid you not, half of the stand has got blankets on. Uh, it's yeah. like the Bovril boys in the city stand on steroids. I've never yeah. seen anything like it. My dad's one of them Bovril boys. but They got yeah. the Bovril boys, by the way. Um, and Todd Cantwell, Todd you know, Cantwell came on and he was a man possessed. He yes. was proving a point. He was flying in with tackles. He was chasing back. He played a brilliant pass to, to, to set up that goal, as you mentioned. And he proved what a great player he can be and is. I think we spend too much time talking about him. No disrespect to, to bringing him up today, but I, the phone in, I get people wanting to come in and talk about him when he hasn't even been in the squad. Mm. Well, let's talk about Todd Cantwell. Well, why? He hasn't even played today. Well, I just want to talk about him. Mm. And that's the kind of person mm. he is. He attracts attention. He attracts people wanting to talk about him because he's such a good player. We know how good he can be. And that's the only thing. Mm. He will know himself how good he can be. He will know himself how, how what a weapon he can be for Norwich City, how important he is to Norwich City, and he will know himself he wants to do that every week. That's a good point Rob says actually there, is that actually when we have like an average player at the club and they just sort of poodle along, yeah, exactly. and sort of maybe you get nothing. Maybe six to sevens out of tens. We've seen Todd Cantwell in the Premier League put in nines and tens. I Absolutely. mean obviously Man City comes to mind. I think he scored against Chelsea. I think he scored against Arsenal. I might be making that one up. But but We've seen that latent potential fulfilled, and then obviously it dropped because of something that went on behind the scenes with a certain German fellow. But the player is there, and and I actually want to bring out something else. I tweeted when we, and Burnley was dreadful, but everyone's talking about the hunt and the desire man possessed. Yeah, he was good that yeah. night. Yeah, he was fucking great against Burnley as well. Yeah, yeah, but that, that's, chasing that's things down, doing. tackles. But the tr the trouble that Tom's Brilliant. got is that he's an individual. He's a unique person. Mm. Yes. He does things like which you know, should be celebrated. Absolutely, that's not a bad exactly thing. Exactly what I was getting to. You know, the, the point is, is and and Chris always laughs at me because I once said on it, well, you know, he likes his clothes, and what I meant by that is he's an individual. He's he wears cool clothes. You, you know, he's like me with my sneakers. You know, he, he <laughs> and and he might just do a little Instagram video of him listening to to some music he likes. What's wrong with that? You know, it's a bit like um, isn't anything Dominic Calvert Lewin at Everton got loads of stick for some of the stuff. I mean. What's it got to do with anyone? Yeah, it's, it's what a young yes. a young man or woman wants to wear. It's got nothing to do with you. What he does in his personal time is entirely up to him. And what he does on that pitch when he's firing is incredible. So people need to just get over this. Oh, Todd this, Todd that. Just let the boy be a footballer. Do you know what I would say, actually? I think we might almost be bringing something up that actually is almost not existing anymore. I've seen a big shift in people's mindset, certainly social media abuse towards Todd Cantwell recently, because... To be fair, Todd is coming on and he's he's fighting for every ball. And I wasn't saying, and I'm not saying he wasn't in the no. first place, but the performance levels have been there. And I think now he's winning back the the fans that had sort of cast him aside. And I think that's an exciting place we to be. We all know he's, the, he's one of our best eleven players. Of so, course, you know, of course. You said it earlier, Chris. If, if players on the pitch are performing, fans will be happy. Like, yeah. Respect. yeah. Right. There's a part of the podcast now where I want you to be fully quiet oh, and wow. ask Rob a question and you can't say anything Okay. where are we at with Onel Hernandez Rob because his substitution <laughs> uh, when he came off on Saturday was was booed and, and we, we know that the substitutions that came on then went to change the game Onel's in a really unique situation isn't he because he's one of the few that's kind of lasted through a couple of eras he's had moments out on loan he's come back he's been in favour out of favour and he seems to be the last player I can think of is almost Kyle Lafferty, where like we're in no, but in in a situation where we're struggling and everyone's like, well, Kyle Lafferty's the answer, and now it's well, Onel Hernandez is the answer. Someone, yeah, Despite only scoring once, I yeah. might have registered an assist. I don't think he has. So numerically, not great in terms of numbers, but fans are you, you can't speak. So where are we at with Onel at the moment? We love him, don't we? I mean, we, we love him because he's just a great human being. He is a fantastic lad. You know, he's he's a good player on his day. I think Anel would say himself that he's he needs to um you know he needs to do that more consistently. He needs to be that rather than be a sub. He needs to be someone who starts and actually grabs that chance. But what I love about Anel Hernandez is the attitude. That if we mm. had twenty two players that had that attitude, we'd be fine mm. because he just 
he smiles, he's positive, he's happy, he want he loves the fans, he loves the club. And I don't think it's just I don't think he's playing a game at all. He does it because he genuinely does yeah. love Norfolk and Norwich. And I am I'm a proud Norfolk man as you two are. And when someone comes to our county and tells us how much they love it, we love them. So I get quite emotional about players like that because I just think, do you know what? He's one of us. Mm. You know, Anel's one of us all the way from Cuba, you know, via Germany, and he's one of us. So I would love nothing better than Anel to start again, you know, on Wednesday, score a couple, and the crowd would come, start, come unglued. Okay. Go on, tell me a stat then, your funky stat. Well, provided you, because I know you haven't found it yourself. Michael Bailey, thank you. <laughs> Someone articulate that's actually more intelligent than me has backed me up here. There is this illusion that Anel doesn't do anything, which is just bullshit. First of all, he won us the game at Birmingham, which is more than most of these, these squad members have done this season. He single-handedly won us a game of football on his own. This is the stat of all stats. This was actually bigging up Ramsey, but... Sorry, Ramsey. So it's a stat about Ramsey. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Ramsey. I'm pushing you to the yeah. side of it. We do need to talk about Ramsey, though. Ramsey is inside the championship's top 20 for shot-creating actions per 90 minutes. That ranks him third for Norwich behind Marcelino Nunes. And Anel Hernandez, who, by the way, is third in the league. What's a shot-creating action? Can I don't matter. care, <laughs> but I love it because it backs up my point and that's what stats no, do. Yeah. Right, here's what Anel... Right, and I'm going to ask this to Rob because everyone Go knows on, I'm Anel bias. When an L comes on as a substitute, what does he do? When he picks up the ball, what does he do? He, he, he gets people on the edge of their seats, you know, like all good wingers do, you know, and he gets people excited, he gets positivity yeah. amongst the crowd, and he gets the crowd up, and he lifts the whole thing, and that's what you need. And what does he do with the football, Rob? He runs forward. Yeah, he runs yeah. forwards. Yeah. And what does he do when he gets to the snake pit? He tries to cross it. He wins a corner. Oh, he wins a corner, yeah. Yeah, yeah no. And oh, no one else does but, that. Uh, here's my thing. He's the I... only winger. He's the smallest fire of we a million fires at Norwich City Football Club. We need more Anels. There are so many fires at Norwich City Football Club. And for some reason, because Anel does fucking TikTok, everyone's picking on him. It's a great TikTok. No one's will, picking on Anel, I will, are they? I will, Who are I they? I will stand up for him. He's the least voice. Onel is a credit to this football club. He's a credit to the community, Agreed. and he is the type of personality that makes me want to watch football. And oh, I'll tell you something as well, he won't mind me saying this. It was after the, what was the game for Burnley? Sheffield United. Sheffield United, right. He calls me up for a debrief and he's like, Chris, we need to fight more, we need to, we need to tackle more. He was incensed. What's he telling you for? He needs to tell Kenny McLean. He was incensed. <laughs> Be careful on Kenny. He was incensed. This man bleeds our football club, and honestly, when it, like anyone that's on his back, get off it. Did you tell him on it? You got to score more goals. Because that's what Dean Smith said, didn't it? He said yeah. it. Does it speak volumes that he's one of the only players that's lasted? These, I love how you're picking on me. He's la Why has he lasted through these managers in the current well, we setup? We haven't got any wingers, so he's the only winger. I think. I think that's cheap. No, one, but, uh, one, I'm not, one, I'm not one, being one, cheap. I'm just saying we need more wingers. One we more chat more wingers. On, on wingers before we get onto questions because there's some Ramsey? great ones here. Aaron Ramsey, please. Is he a winger? Because he no, 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 no. What is no, he? I then? think he's sort of a baller. Number ten can drift wide, but he's not a winger, okay. is he? I'd say maybe maybe a wide midfielder, but not a winger. But he was impressive on Saturday. He was. He's a great player, yeah. you know. And and he's another one. Smile on his face. Great to talk to. Positive. Upbeat. Well, what I, what I couldn't work we, out listening. Know, we haven't got that amongst the fans, so you know. I was I was listening to Canary Call on Saturday. I giggled at the, the or your AJ fact. So that yes. was good, Rob. Thank you. Is, Phil Daly didn't like it. Has Dean Smith me. started calling Nunes Nacho? Yes, it, Nacho. And why? I can't remember why. That's not catching on, is it? Well, there's a there's a there's a character in um, Better Call Saul called Nacho. I don't know if it's something to do with that, but oh. that's he's Mexican, so that's not you know. Okay. I, I was hearing Nacho, and I was thinking I'm not. Well, sure Well, I, I think. I can't remember. I think they just. Yeah, I can't remember why. I can't remember why right. they call him it. But we love anyone who knows. Get in touch. We love this saying on the podcast: facts don't care about feelings. And Ramsey came in, and the Norwich fans, I think it's fair to say, thought, "What?" Mm, but yeah. do you know what? Facts don't care about feelings. The performance levels are there. Critically, the stats are there. The, the stats that matter, by the way, assists assist and now goals as well. Great and. A key problem in this side is the lack of any Buendia to connect the ball through to Timu. We what we saw the we uh, what we saw the weekend was was a brilliant bit of link up 
between Ramsey and Pookie. And that excites me because Pookie's been down in the dumps. Mm. I'm going to put it out there again. He's, he's not 100% himself. So to have a player that feeds him the types of balls that he wants rather than this sort of chipped through ball that we're trying at the moment from the defence skipping the midfield, that's what Team Pookie needs. So I, I am I am fully on the Ramsey Railway He's and great. I do not want to get off. There you go, some positivity. Fine, you know I'd get out of you. Clive Jolly's got a question for us. Go on, Clive. On, Clive. Yeah. After Rob's recent in, uh, in-ring wrestling debut, if he could tag with any former current or former player or manager, who would it be and who would he like to take on? My shout would be Rob tagging with our former manager, Paul, forming the formidable tag team, Lambert and Butler. Butler yeah. Nice. Well, that would be the obvious one, wouldn't it? And Lambert, do we like him again now? or? Uh, Great manager for yeah. us, isn't he? Do don't don't hate him. Do you know what? Have I told you, you, about, have yeah. I, have I told you about my, my Lambert story at, um, Gla- at Glasgow Airport? Yeah, mm. I've answered the question. I'll go with Lambert then. Go yeah? Yeah, yeah sorry. The answer is bad. Paul Lambert, I've decided I don't like him still. Oh. I can't, I can't. He was in the front of the queue, and normally what I would do is I'd take the opportunity to chat him, probably try to get him on the podcast, do what I normally do. I just thought, no, you, you, I can't. You went there. better booking than me, mate, to be fair. You went there. I'll tell you what, if you got him. He said no, so we asked you. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Instead of Lambert, yeah. Yeah, I would tag with that. Yeah, go on, because Lambert Butler, you've got to think about the name, you know, so, yeah. JK asks, um, he's got a statement, he said, the utter self-indulgence of so many fans declaring they're going to stop attending games or can't be bothered. Fine, don't go, someone else will. Supporting a football team is a hobby at the end of the day. Find a different hobby instead, something you enjoy. We actually noticed this on Saturday, so many empty seats. Yeah. Are you surprised fans have just stopped turning up? And, and season ticket holders as well, because season ticket holders around us, I'd say at least 50 in our block just weren't there. Yeah, I've got, I mean, I've got obviously low, low loads of Norwich fans and quite a lot of them don't always go now. What? So, just bored, just like or? Quite a lot of them, you know, I've got a lot of mates who live in London, obviously Norfolk boys have moved down there, they just don't, they've got families, mm. you know, they're sort of in our 40s, so they've got little kids mm. and they don't, and they want to go off and go to London Zoo instead, or, you know, people just, got better things to do or they want to go to the gym or they want to go to the pub or whatever but you know don't let the football spoil your day that's what we always used to say so maybe go to the football but still have a good night out after but yeah I mean I, yeah, I think I think it's a, it's a fair one there seems to be this culture though like people whinge and whinge and whinge and whinge and whinge and whinge and whinge on social media but yet they still turn up it's like well yeah. if you but hate it that much to, you pay your money oh mate of course no, no no absolutely of course but I, <sighs> do you know what I would say I, and actually I'll, I'll, who asked that question JK, I think his name JK, is. I'm up for a bit of that, actually. I like where you've gone there, because Rob said it already with City Elite and stuff. I'm up for a bit of youthful energy. I'm up for a mix-up. Fine. If you're bored of it, don't come. I, I respect that. and I, But I understand why people have decided to not come. I it's also understand them. that. It's up to them. I've got Free country. To go. But I will there. be there. Um, Ryan says, um, statement, I've never fully understood why fans want their own team to lose so the manager could potentially lose their job. Had sections of the snake pit still booing at full time. Now, I know there was a call, wasn't there? A canary call. You phoned up and said. Lose, yeah. and, and you were like, does that actually happen? It, it does, because there were certain fans around mm. us on Saturday going, oh, we won the lap. Dean Smith's still going to be here next week. Yeah, but you, it's just, you, you can't not support your team, can you? I mean, it's just... Is that, weird? Just, is that really where we've sunk to, Rob? Well, yeah, but it, it says more about... I don't know, I want to say it says more about them because everyone can do what they want, but you can't you can't be in a situation where you're wanting the team to lose to... Because if we keep winning, we'll go up. So, all right, yes, we've talked about the problems that brings, but, you know, if we if we now keep winning, we'll be fine, you know? So, but I, I don't think we will. I think we'll come unstuck again soon because I don't think we're quite good enough for perhaps automatic promotion, but... But that's fine. Let people do what they want. I mean, okay. you can't, you know, I'm not going to, like I say, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a libertarian. Let people do whatever they want. Fun question or a serious question? What do you want? Let him have a serious question. Serious. He, he wants a serious one. Look. Jess says, <laughs> a, um, simple question. I'm not sure if it is. Uh, yeah. How does Stuart Webber turn around the oh. fans disconnect and you can't say by just leaving? <laughs> oh, blimey. Uh, Three point action plan. I, I think, I, I, I think Norwich City need to do more of the little things that make a big difference. I think being present is very important. I think having more conversations with people, obviously working with the local media, obviously. Um, I just think it's obvious. Like, if, if you're in it, tell us you're in it. 
because our fan base now, my God, that would do the world of good if we just knew that, do you know what? Yeah, I'm in love with this club. I care about this club impassionately and I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that, that it's going to work out. Whereas at the moment, it feels like, do you know what it feels like? It feels like he's typed up his P, not his P45, he's typed up his resignation letter and he's gone to the boss and he's gone, Woo! No, actually, I'll keep it. Don't worry, because I know I know I'm the top salesman. <laughs> and and actually, and uh, <laughs> sorry, but it's true, isn't it? And like, and I, by the way, and again, I want to reiterate, I really don't want to. Ha- I really, really respect Stuart Webber wholeheartedly for everything he's achieved and how he's been with us. He's been absolutely exceptional. But that's what I would say: presence, start talking more, and tell us you're in it, man. I would say. Don't look for any excuse to slag the fans off. And that oh, goes yeah. for the whole I mean, class. That's you know, obvious, don't yeah. come do an interview, whether it be with the local media or in-house, whatever. Don't slag off. Now, I think you said it, didn't you? That the fans are never the problem. They're never, ever wrong. Yeah. Sorry, no, they're, they're never the problem. They, they, are, they are wrong. We're all wrong. <laughs> but no, it's never their fault. No. It's, it's never going to... You can't ever blame Grant Hanley handballing at Burnley on the fans. So no. it's never their fault. The fans are the constant. They're the ones that keep the club going. They'll be there... In 200 mm. years, when everyone else is dead and gone, so you you, you know the, the bottom line is the fans are never the problem. Hufflepunk asks out of the current squad. <laughs> Hang on, name of the week. Here we go. Um, out of the current squad, who do you think would win a Norwich City Football Club Royal Rumble? Uh, at the current. So squad. what what kind of things are we looking? What attributes are we looking for for a, a um, Royal Rumble winner here? Well, you, you have to be in, you have to be you know like the boss has to like you to make you you know because obviously you know sometimes that that happens where wrestling is slightly you know there's there's a little bit of predetermination okay. going you know um, so you have real. to be popular yeah no it's real but it's just you know it's it's a predetermined yes. dance I'm yes. saying. So really you really are dancing I'm not giving it away anyway um, I come on let's think of one well I I would go let's go with the big the big baby face pop and I would go with the Nel Hernandez winning the Royal Rumble because Cuban. some every Cuban. year you get sometimes you get like one where they'll all boo it and you'll go yeah. oh boo he won and then every year the promoter will say come on let's have a feel good winner and it's got to be a nail against all odds he comes out number one and he yeah. goes all the way through beats everyone wins the title bang champion at Wrestlemania O'Neill nice. Hernandez uh, what, one more from Hufflepuff uh, and, and the fans would love that they Jack. would They would. that would get them on side exactly um, which former player do you think would get the biggest edge style return if they mm. un- unexpectedly ran out of the tunnel with the lads to play against QPR um Grant I don't, know who Edge I don't, is, I don't even understand Grant that Hull. question. So Edge came back. At, Edge had a really oh, bad wrestling injury. Chat, wrestling Edge chat, is a wrestler. Had a really bad injury, and he was gone for like twelve years, right. and he suddenly came back. At oh, okay. Imagine if Holty came out. Holty, Holty's always going to be Holty in it. It's got to um, be Holty. He'll love that. Do you see that goal he scored in oh, the charity? Class, class, what a player! Yeah, really really good. Good. Still got it. Really good. But, like, do you know? Did you see my video the other day of Holty? Yeah, he went for Brecky. He's got a motorbike now. Someone tweeted you. I didn't expect Grant Hall to have a moment. Do you know what he said to me? It looks wrong. Yeah. It looks wrong. Yeah, but he uh, knows it. not much to do in Carlisle. <laughs> he knows it though. He said to me, yeah, I'm a bit big for it, but he <laughs> looks classy. Very good on Did him. Did he have all his leathers on? Oh, him? he loves yeah. it. Super Grant Hall. Stan says, um, I want to know how Rob's um, able to mentally prepare himself for Canary Call after a loss. <laughs> good shout. Especially in the last couple of seasons. Does it get draining, Rob? No. no, I absolutely love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I want us to win every week, but you know, I, I always think to myself, if we lose, at least we'll get some fun callers. So mm. that's always a tiny little, you know, because honestly, it's, it's the, I love it. I absolutely love it. And I, everyone always says that to me. They say, oh, I, oh I'm, I'm surprised you don't cut people off. I love it. Mm. I've just done it long enough now to just take everything with a pinch of salt. You get the Dales of this world who are going to come on and be <laughs> positive, whatever, and shout through people's letterboxes and walk his dog. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and 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 then you get the the you know negative. I forget his name now. Um, negative. I forget what we called him anyway. A bloke from Chrome who's always negative. Negative yeah. Mark. There yeah. You go. Negative. And Mark. he's just always negative. And he says oh, negative Mark here. And you go, oh, what what you got to say? Nothing positive. <laughs> um, and, and then you get Peter, who's sometimes in the bath. Yeah. I've detected before. I've had a little splash, nice. which is fine. Sometimes he'll say, well, I've had four beers today, what? Rob. So you know, you think, oh, he's quite sober today. Then so I love it. I think the characters are great. But also, I must say, and and you said you heard this week, we sometimes get some 
you know, callers who are brand new and they've got an amazing point to make. Mm. So it's a great phone. Issue. And I was I a huge it. fan of Cootie yeah. doing the commentary in his Norwich shirt. Yeah, yeah he was in a Norwich shirt. Yeah, Cootie, I must say, Unreal. he's one of the nicest blokes you'll ever meet. He is, you should get him on. Have mm. you had him on? No, we, no, we haven't. We he's like such him. a character. No. He was on Countdown, of course, famously. Out the he loves Disney, so if you had a little Mickey Mouse thing or something, he's he he, on. Did you say he was on? Oh, loves Disney. He loves Disney, but he was on Countdown. Did you remember he was on Countdown? He was on Countdown, yeah, famously. Football on Countdown. Oh, Northern Ireland International and Brian Hamilton's his uncle as well. So really, there we go. Yeah. Oh my former Norwich manager. Yeah. Um, right. Uh, Ryan says, um, "How many pairs of Nike Air Jordans does Rob own, and is there a Grail pair that he wants?" Yeah, good question. Um, you obviously, love, you love a pair. Of those, I do love yeah. a pair of Jays. I've always, obviously, you know, I couldn't. Have, that's what we call. You them. are quite cool. Like, <laughs> you are quite cool. Yeah. You've got really cool. You've been on this podcast. You've been on this podcast. You've been on this podcast. I think four times now and each time well, did I have you've like got more cool did I have like Dunlop green yeah, flash that time I did I have first got, yeah you have got really cool um, do you text Thanks, Todd and sort of call him bro and <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't have J's he's sponsored by someone else isn't he? Oh. but there are other trainers available I don't favour one particular <laughs> trainer I must say <laughs> But if, if um, how many have I got? I reckon I've got not as many as you'd think. I've got about seven pairs of J's. Oh, okay. And cool, the blind. Holy Grail yeah. pair, there's a pair of there's a pair of Air Jordan 4s that I really like. like they're called Lightning. They're yellow, completely Ooh. yellow oh. with black trim. Oh. But they're about 400 quid. Oh, so oh wow, blimey. The, the, real, the ones I really want, um, they're a Where pair, we get another pair of 4s. And they're, um, they're, have you ever seen a film called Do the Right Thing? No. The Spike Lee joint? No. No. kids you've got to get sorry do your right <laughs> classic classic sort of hip-hop film yeah absolute yeah. legendary film and there's a bit in it where one of the characters who's played by do you watch breaking bad yeah seen so it, yeah. you know gus yeah you know the sort of bad guy yeah, yeah, but we yeah. all love him um uh, giancarlo esposito i think the answer he's in it as a young lad and or young man and he's got a pair of fours on and and someone sort of grazes his shoes oh. and he's a big scene where someone messes up his jordans it's a really classic scene and Nike brought out a pair of shoes that have like the greys on them. Oh, so nice. they are those shoes. So they're really hard to find. So you know, oh, if cool. anyone, I'm not allowed to accept gifts. I work for the BBC, but um, <laughs> when I don't work for the BBC one day, we accept gifts. Yeah. I did see though that, that your one of one of your pairs down said they are gleaming. Yes. Are you, if someone gleaming. were to kind of scuff them, would you, would you, would you kick off? Well, it yeah, it would be Ooh, like wow. the film. Do the right thing. Watch mm. it, kids. Do the right thing. It's a brilliant film. The clips on YouTube. Search for it after this. Um, do the right thing, train a scuff. Um, I get really upset if anyone goes near my jo my jays, and I do clean them. I can't I've got go special wipes for them. The, the pair downstairs are a pair of threes, yeah. fire red. They look very, very clean. Very you clean. Did, you did clean say, is the word we use. You did say I love that from you the other day as well. I did. Yeah, I've got all, mate. I've got all the kids' <laughs> phrases. Do you know the one you know? I, I, mean, know? I might even open a MySpace account. <laughs> and, you know, do, you know, do you know the one I can't get sick? Like that is just not. Yeah. That's not good. For clean. Me. That's what I like to don't, say. Don't don't say clean. Sick. Yeah. You, oh, do you yeah. use sick? No, I don't use. Do you like, say? Do you say like, bro? Like that. That's uh, a good one, now. Yeah. Bro. I'd, I'd probably text it. I wouldn't say it out loud. Yeah. I think I'd cringe if I said it out bro. loud. But I'd, I'm going to start saying that to Chris Gore. Oh, I'm going to be like, bro. When he says, "What should we stop for? A burger, or should we have, you know, um, you know, a normal service yeah. station meal?" I'll say. Bro, like <laughs> Chris, Chris will just look at me and just go get out. Like that. So, he, yeah. he is your bro. He is my bro. Yeah, he's he's not a football bro. Yeah. yeah. Um, one final question. So um, I went on about. No, it's good. Too much no, that's right. It's good. Um, Come on, let's have a light-hearted. But other trainers are available. Just, case just, my boss is just in case. You Scaredy Matt, I think he's changed his Twitter profile for Halloween. We oh, are, of course, very good. Filming on on Halloween on, in Possible the Halloween festive period. Do you go trick or treating, Rob? No. No? No. My dad wouldn't let me, so really? he was begging. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Which um, a bit harsh, as it's Halloween, pick a player slash staff member and what costume uh, you think they'd dress Ooh. for as Halloween. Good I could see Shaky as a horrifying butcher. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. That is brilliant, yeah. With like, a, so with like an class. apron with all yeah. blood yeah, over it and a big knife. Yeah, that's yeah. class. Yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that. Well, Josh Sargent could be Chucky. Yeah, be nice. Easy yeah. dungarees, yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I reckon uh, Teamy Pookie would be like some sort of like the what, finisher. What do, you, what do you call the what do you call the blokes of the chainsaws in the forest? Come on, come on, lumberjack, come on. lumberjack. He'd be a haunted lumberjack. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's Teamy Pookie. Yeah, hundred yeah, okay. um, percent. I'd like to see. We're good if on Wednesday evening it's QPR. Well, Annel's well, done that oh, video. Yeah, with let's clown. Talk, yeah, and that's what we. And, that's and really by the way, and by the way, let's 
because we spoke about the media earlier, let's give credit where credit's due. That's the type of video that we need to see. You want to Jack, see Jack, we want to see shout out to Jack at the club. Yeah. I know he's in the video and he put it together. He, he did a bit with us for a city view. He's a brilliant operator, young Jack. Yeah, brilliant. Operator. They are. They're good. We just need to see more of the player personalities. It's really funny, but watch it. It's, I mean, I'm not here to plug what they do, but it, it, I genuinely, oh, I, am. I love it. watching players do yeah stupid you know, shit. And Grant Hanley just doesn't sell it at all. He's just like, <laughs> you know, like, he runs out. And he's just like, what's your problem like that? Which is brilliant. I love. We're going to do one serious one and one um, fun. Go on. One do the serious one to Rob, please, because I've had enough being serious. Statement. I'm saying um, what should be apparent, but clearly isn't. A week ago, when people were actually begging for Kenny's suspension not to be overturned, not only shows poor character, but a complete disrespect towards the club, seriously shows the levels we've sh um, shrunk to. So the, the Kenny McLean... Yeah, so people were celebrating yeah. his, his suspension because it meant no, we were without stupid, three games. Because, because Kenny McLean... McLean, sorry. Um, I know he's not everyone's favourite player, but... W w every manager who's had him has picked him haven't they so that tells you all you need to know and I yes. think we've got bigger problems than worried about Kenny McLean, but McLean being in the team he works hard he's he shouldn't be that player we look to to be like the main outlet but um, yeah come on get off Kenny's back he's been a good player for Norwich I think the thing that I don't understand about the, the Kenny hate I think Norwich fans have really well first of all the stuff that I've seen on social media is actually disgusting like genuinely I don't use that word lightly I think it's well over the mark it's it's so so poor um because it's not critical of his performance it's, it's it's actually personal which is completely out of order and will have an impact on if it doesn't have an impact on him it'll have an impact on his family and friends that are on social media as well um the roi we've got from kenny what does roi mean? return on investment okay. Rob. come on get to speed Fine. return on I investment the republic of ireland <laughs> <laughs> definitely not um return on investment okay so we spent on kenny if it wasn't a hundred grand, it might have been two hundred grand. I thought it was like two million, wasn't it? No. Check that. I think. I think no. it was. All right. Okay. Fine. Let's we call it two him. million. Remember, we, and he I don't stayed think at Aberdeen is. for a while. I don't well, think I'm, it not, is. I'm not disagreeing. I just. I just it was. It, it, was it, it, it wasn't much. All right. Okay. No, it, it, okay. I, I'll agree. It wasn't a lot of money. Yeah. It wasn't a lot of money. I, you've. I could have sworn it was two hundred grand. Anyway, the well, ROI. Check, check it. If it was two million, we've got our money's worth. Yeah, agreed. So and, then two some, and then I don't some. Think it was two, I think it was more than 200,000. Mm, okay, I'll do, I'll, you cover me. I'll try and find it. Right, final question from Will. Yeah. Um, Will says, Rob, um, what Norwich City, or which Norwich City player have you loved for absolutely no reason? Uh, Will's was Ollie Johnson. Absolute oh, baller. I even went as far God. as getting his number on the back of my shirt with, um, with my name. I was seven, in all fairness. I go way back and pick a player you've never heard of, but I won't. Um, I'll do someone a bit more recent. Um, well, I mean, obviously everyone knows my love of Bradley Johnson, but yeah. that was for good reason because he was brilliant. So there's everyone loved Bradley. Two hundred, yeah, two hundred three thousand is that? Two hundred three thousand. So you could have gone on deal or no deal, won the yeah. top Sorry, prize. Sorry, beg your stand corrected. But if that had been two million, it still would have been ROI. Okay, um, <laughs> I don't know what what I don't know. It's a good question. That who did I love for for no real reason? Mine was Mark Tierney. Yeah, yeah you, you were. You, really oh no, no, I've got a worse one for you. Because with Mark, at least he put in a performance consistently. Yannick uh, Vilsch. Yeah, I loved Yannick. That was he, a shambles. I think I loved him for a reason. Scored a memorable goal at Bramall Lane. Um, Dennis Shrebeni. Oh, again, he, that was he a classic. Oh, actually, people notice people. Them, hat, them hats are used to be expensive, don't, aren't they? The thing we never really <laughs> actually quid, we've never really talked people through the TNC Shrine. But what I would say is I've added something new to the TNC Shrine recently. Oh, sugar! Mm. We're, we're destroying it. Oh, this is a new feature. The icon himself. What a man. Captain leader legend. Where did you find that? Up the attic or something? Yeah, somewhere. So Dennis Sabrani is definitely one that you've you two have yeah. loved for for no real reason. No real reason, <laughs> mate. He's absolutely um, brilliant. He scored at Everton that time. Exactly. Um, home to Villa. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, this one for older viewers. I, I loved a player called Andy Fensom that we had when when I was a Who? kid. Andy Fensom, way before your time. Never. He got on the bench a couple of times. I used to go and watch the reserves. Did you ever go watch the reserves? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sounds, yeah. Like, sounds like a painted decorator. Andy, he, he probably is a painted decorator <laughs> now. Decorator even. Um, and I just, I don't know what it was about. He's like a full back. And because we had Mark Bowen and Ian Culverhouse, who are probably our two best ever forwards, but Andy Fenton was always in the reserve. I just loved him. Nice. And I, I remember being at a first team game, obviously in my season ticket when I was a kid, and he was on the bench. And it was probably two subs at the time. And I was just so excited. I was like, oh, Dad, Andy Fenton's on the bench. And, and Did he, he wear went, any J's? 
Now, probably because it was the time they came out, you know, in the eighties. But so he, so yeah, Andy Fenton. He went to Cambridge United. I sort of followed his career for a bit. It was a bit like a God bless him, David Lee kind of obsession for a little while. And we love you, David. If you're watching, yeah, we do. you're, you're a good friend of ours. Um, but with Daryl Such and Gary Holt, three lungs and all that. But yeah, Andy Fenton. He went to Cambridge, did all right, played games for him, and I sort of I love always, that. You know, I love that. But Andy Fenton. Andy Fenton. People will remember him a bit. I mean, older. There's got to be someone out there with an Andy Fenton shirt. Tell you what, yeah. old um, David Lee's got competition now. Old Liz Truss is spending more than him in the club shop. <laughs> um, Gary Doggerty's my answer. Just in case you wanted it. I mean, he was, was a good a, player. Yeah. The ginger Pele. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The good That is a really good question because yeah. it's got to be a... Pl- so, Dennis Sobrenny's a good example, lads. Yeah. Come on. Gar- I think Gary Doherty's too... Are you joking me? Well, Right, that's it. Podcast player, over. And also, when we went for um, dinner with dinner with Dennis, oh, that could be a series. Bits, yeah. No, he asked for um, <laughs> restaurant recommendations in Great Yarmouth. He loved Oh, Yarmouth. don't start Where me did you on recommend? this. Uh, the Columbia. Do you know yes. what was mad about that, right? Is that I know we got some we got some real stick for the whole icon thing, right? Because he wore the icon cap. Yeah, but he got his signature. Quid, he man. got his signature card out, and the first thing he did, he didn't put his signature on it. He he wrote icon. What a, what is he thinking? Well, they're cool, right? Because no, knows. I'm not saying that. There's nothing wrong with a hat. I'm just saying Dennis Sabreni called himself an icon. Mate, I'm not going to. I mean, accept. come on. Uh, your slander for for I'll Dennis Sabreni is one disgusting. Hand. I can count on one hand how many icons have connected with our football club. <laughs> Duncan Forbes, Jeremy Goss, yeah, Grant yeah, Holt. Yeah, yeah, good. That's three of them. Wes. No, but come on. That's that's a that is a that is a besmirch to the name of Jeremy Goss <laughs> in calling himself an icon. Goodness, Rob. Pleasure as, as always. Thanks so much. Thanks, really appreciate it, mate. Thanks for having me. Loved it.